Serpenta. The coach slowly crested a wooded hill, and as it did, their high vantage afforded them a view of the land below, a veritable sea of green. The town of Wustad, from whence they had departed earlier that day, could still be seen in the distance, a spot of buildings which, from this vantage, seemed to cluster together so that they might resist the wilderness which encroached on all sides. The day was full of sun, and the chap of autumn gave the air a lovely coolness. Gazing at the landscape that stretched before her, the queen thought back several centuries to a time she had previously taken this route traveling from Wustad to Blackstock over the high road. She had encountered something, rather someone, whom Mr. Lemons had never spoken of. She eyed Durkey, the son of Mr. Lemons, who presently sat across from her in the coach, sipping tea from their breakfast while engrossed in a dense ledger of information collected during a recent census of the kingdom. Durkey was her trusted personal adviser, the most recent member of the Lemons family to serve the Lannans in this capacity. This was an arrangement they had maintained since the creation of the Great Treaty, millennia before. We'll not make Blackstock this eve, she stated plainly. I imagine we'll need to make camp for the night. Hmm, aye, replied Durkey, not yet looking up from his reading. The last time I made this transit was over three hundred years ago, she continued. Durkey must have detected a note of something in her voice, for he set his volume down and looked at her, curious. We made camp at Halter's Pass, at the top of this great hill. Alyssa gestured out the window to the wooded peak that lay above them. In the night, something lurked about our camp. The guards could find no trespassers, nor wild beasts. Durkey raised an eyebrow, intrigued by the story, though he seemed slightly ruffled as their present course was leading them directly to Halter's Pass. "'Do go on,' said Durkey woodenly, and took a sip of his tea, which now fell bitter on his tongue. The fire was dying down, and everyone in camp was near to slumbering, for the guards had found no threat, and we assumed the lurker to be some harmless forest creature. I lay in my bedroll, nearly asleep, when a woman entered the camp.' Durkey let out a small gasp, and his teacup clinked gently on its saucer. The queen continued, her eyes looking off, distant. She was beautiful and strange and serpentine in her aspect. She approached me, seeming to glide through the air, and she had a tail like that of a great snake. She wore a fine crown, which looked as though it were spun from threads of gold. I tried to wake the guards, crying out to them, yet everyone slept on soundly, not stirring in the slightest. They seemed to be under the effect of some enchantment. Then this stranger raised her hand as if to dismiss my fear, and she spoke to me, Durkey. Durkey shook his head, eyes wide and mouth open in disbelief. What did she say? She greeted me with the utmost respect, addressing me as queen. Her voice was beautiful and way of speech old and lyrical. She explained she had come to pay her respects to the Queen of the Green Country on behalf of herself and her people. She seemed quite genuine in this declaration, and I thanked her and then asked if there was anything I could do for her or her people. She thought a moment, 
not seeming to have anticipated the question, and then replied, When you pass between Wustad and Blackstock, travel silently and with respect, and think kindly of me and my people. A strange request, I thought, but I agreed, for it seemed to make sense somehow. Then she bowed and wished me a good eve, and in moments was gone. Yet her bearing was so regal, her presence so otherworldly, in truth, I felt it was I who should bow to her. I didn't know what to make of it for the longest time. Then some years later I was speaking with a Paiwan merchant from the area and happened to mention my encounter. He smiled and shook his head, surprised at who I had met. My lady, spoke the merchant. She who visited you that eve was none other than Selsamora, queen of the Serpenta. They are an old tribe of serpent folk, one of the oldest in the green country. Their magics are deep, like the silver veins that lay in the earth, and their words of power are potent and uncorrupted. They are a most hidden people. Look for them all you like, they can never be found. She paid you a great respect that night, my queen. A great respect indeed. Durkee was without words, and can only nod slowly in acknowledgment. Perhaps I will see her again tonight, said the queen, absently, gazing out the window. I would like that. If you like what you just heard, be sure to visit www.thegreen.country for more great content, including beautiful illustrations, detailed character descriptions, and much more. The Green Country is also on Patreon, where a small monthly pledge will give you access to extra content, like an illustrated PDF of the story you just heard. Whether you back this project financially or simply share it with a friend, you can help this vibrant land continue to grow. Once more, that's www.thegreen.country. Thanks for listening!